Well, Simon Miller is about to join us. I normally start talking about Amelia's Jewel, but I want to start talking about another very exciting filly, a younger one called Live to Tell. And if you saw her trial, you'd want to back her on the weekend at Bunbury. However, there's another very good mare in the race uh, by the name of Wild Bell, and they dominate the market. This is the Cyril Flower, 1,200 at Bunbury. And they've moved the meeting to Bunbury uh, from Ascot. And uh, Simon Miller is joining us. Good morning, Simon. Morning, Steve. How are you going? Good. I know you're not in WA at the moment, but do you think that's a wise decision given the forecast? Uh, what was the predicted heat there, or temperature for Saturday? Steve, our heat policy is nonsensical most of the is it? time. But, yep. The, the pen push has come up with all these theories, and and oh, you just it fathoms you sometimes. Like you can't get your head around. Like so, it's going to be. I, I get it's going to be hot, so that's fine. But why would you want to put them on a on a truck for two and a half hours at forty degrees and go down and then race and then bring them back two and a half hours later? Like it's just ludicrous. So, you know, it's not it's not the heat that that the horses struggle with. It's it's the travel and then they've got to deal with it on the way home from the races. So, it's, well, and then they they're, they're using the excuse that it's the last two yard race before the Magic Man. So we've got to we've got to run it. Well, if you're cramming for an exam, that's your own fault. And if you're and if you're a decent trainer, is this you're going to let your two-year-old run around in 40 degrees and back it up a week later? So it just there's it, it, clearly no thought process in this, even though they believe they have. So I, I won't have a starter on Saturday. Oh, fair enough. So 38, they're saying for the metro area, and of course out at Bunbury, about 30 degrees. So this live to tell. I know you've got a massive rap on her. She's only had a handful of starts: four starts, two wins, two seconds. She hasn't raced since the. The Karakata, where she ran second to Super Smink, and she pulled up Shinsaw that day. Ah, uh, she did. Yeah, she's a beauty. So she'll—I don't know where she'll head or where she ends up this prep, whether it be in Melbourne or she stays uh, in Perth for a quaker. Either way, she'll hit a good race. Um, I'm going to trial her again next week, and then we'll just kick her off in a ratings race, uh, and then roll into some stakes races off the back of that. So. Um, Saturday's race looked ideal for her, but it's just, you know, to be fair, if they had a runner at Ascot, I doubt I would have run her there as well because it's too hot. Um, so it was always just going to keep him in, have a look at the weather and see what happens. But uh, she can have a soft trial and then just, just go to the races a fortnight later. All right. So will she be taking on the older mares there as well, Simon, or older horses that day, that ratings event? Yeah, she will, yeah. So, but she, so you know, where we think she'll end up, she can't go back to the three-year-old grade now. Anyway, her rating's too high, so um, she'll have to take on the older ones anyway. But that, that's no problem. She's airborne behind the scenes. All right. So if you do end up in a quokka, what would you do after the ratings race towards that in April? Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of lead-up races to the quokka. There's a $100,000 1,000-metre race they've put on, which is just like a, a little pipe opener for the Roma Cup, which then is a lead-up to the quokka. So there's three... Uh, there's two suitable options before you hit the grand final to, to Warren her get in the slot. Her trial looked terrific at Lark Hill last week. Uh, she sat at the back of the speed there. Bustler, of course, is a Group 1 winner, and she trialled better than Bustler, seemingly. Anyway, gee, she was good. Yeah, she was brilliant. So um, uh, she's no surprise to see her come back and, and do that because she's just an absolute beauty. So... Um, We'll just wrap her up in cotton wool weight, and like she, you know, she could even if she doesn't head towards a pocket, you could duck her over to Adelaide for a sangster. Um, um, so there's there's options are plenty for her. It's, it's exciting because she's got 
a huge tank. Yeah, could she, is she showing similar ability at the same stage? I mean, form lines look similar to Amelia's or not? Yeah, it was de- it was um, it was deja vu all over again. Even to the fact where um, I worked her as a two-year-old with Amelia, and she kept up with her. So because uh, she was blowing up everything else behind the scenes. So uh, yeah, it was it was ironic. It was like here we go again. And we didn't dare publicly come out and say it because one's gone there and delivered and has got a boom on her and the other one was just, you know, finding her feet and working through. But behind the scenes, uh, everyone was up and about. And the form's good, isn't it? That super smink form, I mean, she was terrific subsequently. And I, I dare say if she had got a run in that group one that she missed a run in, she probably would have gone close to winning it. We'll never know. Yeah, for sure. And the horses behind her as well. Ripcord, he's group one place as well since. I think he ran second or third in the winter bottom. Um, so, yeah, the form's held up everywhere. All right, Amelia's, how is she? Yeah, she's really good. She's big in condition, so uh, she'll come to us next week and then we'll start to prepare her and get her ready for two runs. Of course, the Roma Cup, which she won last year. I remember last year it was a great ride, wasn't it, Pat Carby? She wasn't the best away, on fence, off fence, and he never lost momentum on her at any stage. No, it was brilliant. And um, she's... Uh, you know, back on her home deck, at, you know, home ground advantage plays, plays a huge part, so she'll run extremely well at the two runs in WA. Will she have more weight this time around in that race? She'll have, oh, I can't remember exactly, Steve, but it might be a kilo and a half, maybe. Uh, but she, she, she'll still get two kilos off the boards. And Pat Carberry definitely locked in for both those runs in WA? Uh, Damien Lane's locked in for the... Oh, that's right, the Quokka. The Quokka. So, yeah, I don't know who'll ride in the Roma Cup. So um, we'll, we'll sort that out as we um, as we roll along. Okay. Could Pat be in the mix, however? Uh, I suppose if he's got another row, a ride, he'd probably rather take that, I'm assuming. Like, if Liv Detail's going there, he'd probably rather stay on there because he can ride her in the quokka. Um Yeah, I'm not sure. And, Simon, there's talk that you'll head to Brisbane afterwards? Yeah, that'd be exciting, won't it? So, I mean, the Brisbane Carnival's getting bigger, better, stronger every year. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good to get her up there and have a little bit of fun when the winter's not so great everywhere else. So, um, I'm not sure what races are lined up. I mean, there's a, there's a plethora of races there for it. There is. There's a 10,000 wait for age. Keeksford Smith, 1350 wait for age. Um, uh, Stradbroke, would you throw a nom in or not? Yeah, yeah, you could. Yep, absolutely. Mm, where's her rating set? We, we're wondering where you wait. I think she's 112 for memory. So I wonder whether that would see her in a handicap like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. But okay. I mean, even if you don't head that path, there's still some beautiful options in Brisbane for it. Yeah, of course, we're thinking Adelaide were hoping to get her as well. Obviously, you mentioned the Sangster earlier and some options there. Good for one. sure. So the Adelaide, the Adelaide one got keen straight away when uh, they changed their dates and the Sangster was a week after the Quokka. Oh, fair enough. So, yeah, it would have been too hard yeah. you know, to get her from racer, then get her to Melbourne, then swing her over to Adelaide all in a week and back her up. So, yeah, um, yeah he, got, he got squashed. And Simon, just in relation to subsequently, we understand she's off to a Sydney trainer. You'll be involved in that discussion, I understand, or that process, but, you know, trying to pick the, the right person to suit her. Um, can you give us any more on that at this stage? Oh, well, I was just, Pete and I were just going to have a, um, a meeting after the quarter, actually, and then come up with our next move. Didn't want to get. I didn't want to get too ahead of myself. I just wanted to get through this uh, prep first, make sure she's going good, and then you know, sort of aim up at a Brisbane. But I suppose in between, uh, after the clock, I will sit down and sort it all out. Fair enough. That'll be hard though, won't it? Be emotional. It's been a, you know, a great oh, it's journey. It's been good fun. Oh, it's been great fun. Like the, 
<clears throat> to be fair, when I first got her, um, and he's never said this before, but he said, if this is any good, it's going east. So um, I, just, I just kept looking at it from that point of view, and I'm like, well, I'll get the opportunity to take her east. So uh, it's probably a bit of a bonus. What if she wins one of the big ones in Brisbane and, you know, you say, I want to hang on to her? Oh, that's all right. I'm pretty relaxed about the whole game yeah, in, in general. So <laughs> um, if she wins a big one on the way out, well, that'll be that'll be a feather in our cap and we'll, we'll thoroughly enjoy it. And blinkers, would you consider those at some stage? I know you've been holding yeah. them off. <laughs> you never know. I might throw them on in the clocker. Go out with a bang. Yeah, okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks for joining us. I know you're busy with sales and it's just a pretty full on at the moment, you know, trying to train and look at yearlings at the same time and all that sort of stuff, dealing with owners and pest guys from Brisbane. Oh, no, it's good. <laughs> no, this is the game. This is what we do, so it's good fun. Yeah, thanks, Simon. No, no, yeah, Simon pleasure. Miller telling us about the star. Amelia's jewel, nine from 13. We know what happened in the clock. Aiden, the uh, Golden Eagle, she got flattened at a last start. And still sectionally, she picked herself up and found the line very well behind Oben Buramai, who understand is heading back again uh, this year. Of course, prior to that, there were circumstances in the Turak. And then, of course, prior to that, she won the stock stakes when she led that night and shocked all of us, uh, rolled up on the speed. And prior to that, she won the Let's Alight when uh, back three wide with cover and uh, was too good. Uh, when she was fresh up. so And live to tell, uh, we'll have to wait. Um, so she's not going to Bunbury on the weekend. But it would have been a great clash if they had a run it had it been cooler and they stayed in town with Wild Bell because they're both very, very good. But uh, live to tell could be one right out of the box as you heard Simon's comments there. And by the way, um, when she tackles the Roma Cup, Amelia's Jewel, there's been a couple of back-to-back winners of this race as well over the years. Now, where is uh, that information? I did have it here this morning. A couple of horses have gone back-to-back in this race over the years. Where is it? I know one of them, uh, very, very talented um, some years ago. Was it Lucky Grey? No, Lucky Grey didn't. Rock Magic was the last horse to go back-to-back. That was in 2017-18, the Roma Cup we're talking about. Yeah, Lucky Grey won two, but not back-to-back. So Lucky Grey won it in 2015 and then won it in uh, 2012. If you go back even further, there was a couple of back-to-back winners uh, in that particular race as well. 